0: Chapter 21 Hi Kim, yeah, I have the assignment. Hold on, I'll get it. Heather put down her new phone and walked across her bedroom to the desk to find the English assignment for Kim. I've got to put away my new clothes, she thought, seeing the pile of things on top of her dresser. She ragged Kim the assignment, then hung up. Life has certainly improved the three weeks since the funeral, she thought. For one thing, it was so peaceful, so pleasant around the house without Uncle James. For another, Heather didn't have to live as if she were a poor orphan any longer. Aunt Belle had turned over control of her trust fund to her. You have to promise you be careful with the money, Aunt Belle had said. It's all you have in the world, Heather. Heather had promised, and she was determined to keep her promise. But she did need new clothes to finish off the winter and a phone for her room, which she got. Those were absolute necessities. There were two other reasons why Heather was beginning to feel pretty good. One was that she planned to quit her job at the restaurant tonight. The other was that she hadn't seen Snowman since the day of her uncle's funeral. Maybe he's left town, she thought, hopefully. Maybe he knows the FBI is after him. Maybe he's gone for good. Run off to a place where he hopes they won't find him. Yes, gone for good. I'll never see him again. As she thought these reassuring thoughts, the new phone rang. It's him, she thought, her hand hesitating on the receiver. It's Snowman. She had a heavy feeling in the pit of her stomach as she lifted the receiver to her ear. Hello? Hi, Heather. It's me. Ben? She breathed a loud sigh of relief. How's it going? He asked. Great. I mean, okay. Not bad. Should I pick A, B, C, or all the above, he cracked. They both laughed. Ben can always make me laugh, she thought. What are you doing, he asked. Going to the restaurant to quit my job. That sounds like fun. He was silent for a few seconds. Want to go to the movies or something tomorrow night? She didn't have to think about it. Sure, she said. Yeah, I mean, good. I'll come by around 7.30. Have fun quitting your job. Thanks. She hung up feeling really happy. An hour later, she told Mel this would be her last night as a waitress. He pretended not to care. Marjorie said, I miss you, Heather. Come in for a Coke sometime, okay? Heather didn't really plan to go into the restaurant ever again. After work, she pulled off the dorky uniform for the last time and left it in a corner of the ladies' room. She put on her street clothes, walked across the empty parking lot to her car, and saw Snowman leaning against the hood. Surprise, he said, without smiling. Chapter 22 What do you want, Heather said. She felt as if she were sinking, sinking below the surface of the ocean. She suddenly felt so heavy as if a giant rock had been placed on top of her, or a gravestone. Seeing him standing against her car again, all of the horror came back, the coldness, the guilt, the death. What kind of greeting is that, he asked, his face blank, expressionless, his eyes burning into hers. Please, what do you want? I don't want to see you. She jammed her hands into the pockets of her new down ski jacket. The night sky, she realized, was pink, as pink as her dead uncle's forehead. It felt as if we were about to snow. "'Well, you have to see me,' he said coldly. "'I'm here.' "'Men are looking for you,' she said, hoping to frighten him just a little. He reached out and grabbed her collar. "'New coat.' Heather pulled back out of his grasp. "'Stop!' "'Nice. Looks expensive.' "'Snowman, it's cold out here. What do you want?' she asked impatiently. "'What did you tell the men who are after me?' It sounded more like an accusation than a question. Nothing. What did you tell them? His eyes narrowed, cold and mean. Heather shivered. Nothing. I told them I didn't know you. Snowman laughed. Really? That's what I said. Oh, they'll really believe that, he said, pulling his lips back in a sneer. Why do you think they came to see you? Because they probably saw us together. I told them you came into the restaurant once, that you waited for me and tried to pick me up. That's all I said. You've got to believe me. I'm telling you the truth. He killed his father, she thought. Killed his father. And my uncle. I thought you and me had something going, he said, his face softening. No! He looked hurt. Okay, okay. I can take a hint. A wailing siren made them both turn to the street beyond the parking lot. A black and white police car went roaring through a red light down the service road. What do you want? Heather asked. It's cold out here. Well, I guess I need some money. Money? From me? I already wrote you a check, but I can't cash it. He patted his coat over his shirt pocket. I keep it here, remember? As a memento, he chuckled. How much do you want, Heather asked wearily. How much do you want to go away and never come back again? Well, I guess $2,000. He didn't have to think about it. He obviously already had the amount in mind. You know, the amount of the first check. And if I write you a check for $2,000, I'll never see you or hear from you again? He raised his right hand as if swearing an oath. Yeah, sure. You write me a check. And if the check clears and I get the $2,000, you will never see me again. Promise? Hey, don't call me a liar, Heather, he snapped suddenly, instantly angry. She took a step back. She'd never seen him in routes like that before. Okay, she said deciding quickly. I'll do it. That's better. His features were still tight with anger. He brushed his white hair back out of his eyes. That's better. You got your checkbook. She nodded and started to dig through her bag. Hurry up. He looked nervously toward the street. Another police car sped past. Losing your cool snowman, Heather thought. Not as cold as ice anymore. She felt such hatred for him now. The sight of him made her feel sick. She couldn't believe that she had really cared about him just a few weeks before. Pulling the checkbook from her bag, she leaned onto the hood of the car. Her hand was trembling as she started to write. Make it out to cash, he said. One check, just $2,000, and I'll never see him again, she thought. What a laugh. I'll see him every time I close my eyes. Every time I think of my uncle, I'll see Snowman for the rest of my life. I'll see him and feel the guilt, see him and have the same sick feeling. Heather signed a check and tore it from the checkbook. Snowman grabbed it from her hand before she could give it to him. No tricks, he said wearily. If this bounces, I'll be back. No tricks, she said suddenly weary. Just take the money and go away. He looked at her. Well, okay, if that's the way you feel about it. Stop smirking at me like that, Heather screamed, losing control. You murdered my uncle. You killed a man and it doesn't mean anything to you. It was like swatting a fly. You're sick. You need help. He angrily grabbed her arm. His eyes flared for a brief second, then immediately cooled. I don't need help, he said through clenched teeth. I help myself. Let go of me, snowman. You think your uncle was such a bad dude? You should have grown up in my house. You should have grown up with my dad. I can tell you about a bad dude, Heather. I can tell you about having it rough at home. I've got the scars to prove it. Deep scars. Real scars. Not mental scars. Snowman, please. Your uncle ever beat you. No, he. Your uncle ever take a bicycle chain from the garage and beat you with it till you were bleeding. Snowman, your uncle ever tie you to a tree and leave you outside all night because you talked back to him. Oh, how awful. I don't need help, Heather. You needed help, and I helped you. He waved the check in front of her face, and now you're helping me back. He seemed to calm down. His face went blank again. The angry glow faded from his eyes. He folded the check and shoved it into the back pocket of his jeans. Goodbye, snowman, Heather said, searching for the car key in her bag, eager to escape, to never see him again. Goodbye forever, he said bitterly. Then he suddenly grabbed her shoulders, startling her, and pushed his lips against hers. A goodbye kiss, he said when he let her go. Then he turned and jogged away into the darkness. Heather shuddered. His lips were so cold. Cold as ice. She stood watching him run across the empty parking lot until he disappeared around a corner of the mall. He never looked back. Yeah, right, Kim. I know. I'm real happy about it, too. It was a week later. Tuesday evening. Heather, on the phone up in her room, played carelessly with her blonde ponytail as she told Kim how happy she was that she and Ben were going together again. I know. He's really funny but I was so mad. He knows how easy it is to crack me up. So, why do you have to do it while I was giving my oral book report? It was so embarrassing. I, oh, hold on a minute, Ken. Aunt Belle was calling from downstairs. Be down in a minute, Heather shouted, looking at her desk clock. It was nearly six. Guess it's time for dinner, she told Kim. I'll call you later, okay? She hung up and, giving her hair a quick brush and straightening her sweatshirt, went downstairs to see what her aunt was preparing for dinner. Hey, Aunt Belle, why did you use the fancy placemats tonight? It's a surprise, Aunt Bell said, a mischievous look on her face. Hey, you set three places. We're having a guest, Aunt Bell said, putting the forks down beside the plates. A surprise guest. The doorbell rang before Heather had a chance to guess who it might be. She pulled open the door and gasped. Snowman entered, a broad look in his face, looking past Heather to Aunt Bell. Surprise, Aunt Bell exclaimed. Bill called earlier, and I invited him to dinner. Wipe your feet and come in, Bill, she said warmly. Dinner is ready. We haven't seen enough of you lately. Thanks, Snowman said, turning his gaze on Heather, the pleased smile still plastered on his face. You're a liar, Heather whispered angrily through gritted teeth. You're a filthy liar, he grinned at her. Does that surprise you? Chapter 23 I'm just going upstairs and watch some TV, Aunt Belle said, smiling warmly at Snowman. It was nice to see you, Bill. Thanks for coming. It was a great dinner, Snowman said. And thanks for repairing that ceiling fixture, Heather's aunt said, halfway up the stairs. It's so hard for me these days. James just used to do all the repairs, of course. Now, her voice trailed off sadly. I'll come real soon and fix the basement railing, Snowman called up to her from the living room couch. Oh, you don't have to do that. I'll call a Carpenter and... No trouble, really, Snowman said, turning his glance on Heather, who was sitting stiffly in the armchair across the room. I enjoy doing it. I'll call you this week about that other thing we talked about. Aunt Belle disappeared into her room. What other thing? Heather whispered angrily. Come over here. I can't hear you, Snowman said, patting the couch cushion next to him. Get real. I just want you out of here, Heather said, so furious she could barely contain herself. Come over here, he insisted. I won't bite. Won't bite? You're a murderer, Heather thought. Don't you even know you're a murderer? Are you so crazy that you think you can come in here and act like a normal person? Won't bite! You're a murderer! 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 She got up and walked slowly across the room. Standing over him, her arms crossed, glaring down at him. What are you doing here? Why did you come back? You promised! I know! I know! He whispered. Sit down, please! You're making me nervous! He didn't look the least bit nervous, Heather saw. In fact, he looked quite calm and pleased with himself. She sat down tensely on the arm of the couch, as far away from him as she could get. Answer my questions. What are you doing here? What do you want? Maybe I just want a little friendliness, he said softly. Cut the bull, snowman. Yeah, well, okay. Twenty guesses why I'm here. You need more money. You got it, Ace. First guess. You're crazy. You're really crazy, Heather said, shaking her head. She suddenly realized she was terrified of him. Behind her anger, behind her fury, lay a deep cold well of fear. He could kill me, too, she thought. As easy as look at me. I'm not crazy, he said calmly, his expression going blank. Why would I give you more money, Heather demanded. Why? You want to get rid of me, right? Yeah. You want me to go away and never come back, right? Right. I think I made that clear. Well. She waited for him to finish his sentence, staring angrily into his dark eyes. Well. One more check, and I'll disappear. I don't believe you, Heather said, trying not to let him see how frightened she was. I'm telling the truth. One more check. Then I'll be out of your life. You can forget you ever saw me. You can forget that I was the one who helped you out. Who helped you handle your problem. How much do you want this time? Heather asked reluctantly. Again, he didn't hesitate. Five thousand. His expression remained blank. Five thousand dollars. You want a check for five thousand dollars? No, cash. I need it in cash this time. Heather didn't say anything. She looked down at the floor. I just want to sink into the floor and die, she thought. I just want to disappear. I want to be a speck of dust and blow away. Well, Snowman asked, sounding a little impatient for the first time. You really expect me to give you $5,000? This isn't happening, she thought. I'm not really having this conversation. Yeah, he said. I do. You don't really have a choice, do you? Heather realized that he was right. She had no choice. If she refused, he could take her check to the police. He could tell them she paid to have her uncle killed. Her life would be over. She had no choice. What about those FBI men? She asked, thinking hard. Aren't they still after you? Aren't you afraid to be here? He shrugged. I gave them the slip. They think I've split. You mean... I mean, they're not looking for me here anymore, he snickered. They're not too bright, are they? Heather couldn't decide how she felt about this news. She didn't want Snowman to be caught because then he would implicate her but she wanted him away, far away. She didn't want him sitting in her living room, looking at her with his cold, dark eyes, reminding her, frightening her. If I give you the 5000 in cash, he interrupted. If I give it to you, will you really go away? Yeah, he said. He raised his hand as if taking an oath. I'll put it in writing if you want. I don't want anything in writing, Heather said, realizing she was about to give in, realizing she had no choice. I just want you gone, Okay, okay, he got up, looking annoyed. You've made your point. You know, Heather, you really are an ungrateful little... Shh, quiet. Aunt Belle will hear. She jumped off the arm of the couch and took a few steps back, afraid that he was coming after her. Glaring at her angrily, he raked a hand back through his thick white hair. He's trying to scare me, she thought. It's just an act. He has no real emotion at all. Everything he does is just an act, which is the scariest thing of all. I don't have 5,000 here, she said, whispering. I'll have to go to the bank, the one by the old movie theater, you know, in town. When? he asked. Tomorrow, I guess. I'll cut school in the morning. When does the bank open? Nine, I guess? I'll meet you there at nine. Okay, I... You won't do anything stupid like call the police. He patted his shirt pocket. I keep it here, just like I said. Your check, Heather. My insurance policy. I won't call the police, he said, staring out the living room window. It had started to snow again large flakes falling rapidly, a real storm. I'll give you the 5,000, and then I'll be gone, he said, his anger fading, a pleased smile spreading slowly across his face. Snowman will just melt away. You promise? Cross my heart. He crossed his fingers over his shirt pocket. Such a large amount, the tall conservative bank officer said, wrinkling his brow, studying Heather's signature as if it had to be a forgery. Yeah, my aunt and I need it, Heather said. What a lame excuse. But so what, she thought. It isn't any of his business. Maybe I should call your aunt to make sure about this, he said, lowering his head to look at her over the top of his glasses. Ah, no, Heather thought. He's going to ruin everything. Snowman was waiting around the corner for his money. He had started to accompany her into the bank, then remembered all the cameras installed there. I'm feeling a little camera shy this morning, he had said. You go in by yourself. I'll be waiting out here. If this bank manager didn't hand over the money, what would Snowman do? And what would her aunt do if she got a call, asking if it was okay for Heather to remove $5,000 from her trust fund? Uh, Aunt Bell isn't home, Heather lied. But she asked me to bring her the money right away. Then she should have sent a note along with you, he said crabbily, rubbing his long, narrow nose. You are under legal age, after all. But the trust fund is entirely in my name, Heather argued. trying not to let her voice reveal how worried she was. I'll tell you what. I'll take the money to my aunt, then bring you a note from her this afternoon. You will forget all about it by this afternoon, Heather thought, and Snowman will be gone forever by this afternoon. The bank manager continued to rub his nose, staring at Heather as he thought it over. Finally, he nodded his head. Okay, how do you want it? Large bills? Heather secretly breathed a sigh of relief. Yeah, I guess hundreds will be okay. The bank manager quickly countersigned the check and handed it back to her, still studying her face. Take it to that teller over there. A few minutes later, she was back out on Fair Street. The snowstorm had trickled down to an occasional flurry, having left a fresh six inches of snow on the ground during the night. The wind was cold and sharp, gusting around the corner of the bank, as if in a hurry to get somewhere. Snowman was sitting on a fire hydrant. The collar of his overcoat pulled up around his face. He stood up, pulling his red scarf tight when he saw Heather turn the corner. You get it. Yeah, here it is. It's all in hundreds. Heather handed him the legal-sized envelope. He jammed the envelope into his overcoat pocket. Don't you even have a wall or anything, she asked. Guess I can afford to buy one now, he said. Bye. He turned and started walking quickly down the snow-covered sidewalk. Buy forever, Heather called pointedly. She crossed the street and climbed into her car, feeling nervous and relieved all at the same time. Brushing the new snow off the windshield with the windshield wipers, she made a U-turn and headed toward school. I'll be a few hours late. Big deal, she thought. I'll make some excuse, like... I was getting $5,000 to pay off a boy who murdered my uncle. She decided she couldn't face school. She drove past a low brick building and just kept going. She drove aimlessly in the snow all morning, stopped at a White Castle for lunch, then drove around most of the afternoon. At about three, she parked on a quiet road overlooking Swamp Park, lay down on the front seat and took a nap, sleeping uncomfortably, waking every few minutes unsure of where she was. It was nearly six and dark as midnight when she pulled up the driveway to her house and ran inside. Aunt Bell was sitting alone in the darkened living room, staring out the front window. "'Sorry I'm late,' Heather said quietly, turning on a lamp. "'I was worried about you,' Aunt Bell said, turning around. She looked so pale and fragile, like a little girl, in the dim light from the lamp. "'I, uh, stopped at Kim's.' "'I lost track of the time,' Heather said, rubbing her neck, which was stiff from lying in such an awkward position in the car. Well, go get washed up for dinner. I made meatloaf. Heather walked over to the armchair in front of the window, bent down, and kissed her aunt on the forehead. Her aunt smelled of lilacs. As she stood up, Heather saw something she hadn't noticed when she'd pulled up the drive. A light was on in a room on top of the garage. Aunt Belle, that light is on, she said, pointing. Yes, Aunt Belle smiled. I rented the room just this afternoon. You rented the room in the garage? To whom? To your friend, that nice boy Bill. Don't tell me you didn't know about it. Huh? Heather wasn't sure she was hearing correctly. The dark room began to spin. Shadows danced on the walls. He surely must have told you he was going to rent the room, Aunt Bell insisted. What do you two talk about? You mean you rented the room to, to, to Bill Jeffers, Aunt Bell said, not noticing Heather's startled reaction. A pleased smile filled her face. He gave me four hundred dollars in cash this afternoon. That's two full months' rent. Chapter 24 what can I do, Ben? He's going to keep taking my money. His promises don't mean a thing. I mean, there he is, living right above the garage. Try to calm down, Heather, Ben said, reaching his arm around her and pulling her closer to him on a living room couch. Once he had gotten over his shock at hearing Heather's story, he had quickly tried to comfort her. It was 10.30 in the evening, a few days after Snowman had made himself at home in the room above her aunt's garage. Aunt Belle had excused herself and gone up to her room. Heather decided she had no choice. She had to tell Ben. She had to confide in someone. She was desperate. Calm down. How can I calm down? She whispered, not wanting her voice to carry upstairs. He's in here all the time, fixing things for Aunt Belle, flirting with her, teasing her. It's so disgusting if she only knew he killed her husband. Ben took a deep breath. He always did that when he was thinking hard. Heather, I really think, well, you have no choice. You have to go to the police, Ben said. "'grabbing her hand and rubbing it, trying to warm it. "'You have to tell them the whole story. "'No, I... "'They're looking for Snowman already, right? "'You said he murdered his father. "'So when they catch him, they're not going to believe his story. "'They're going to believe yours.' "'No way!' Heather wailed. "'Don't you understand, Ben? "'I gave him $9,000. "'When the police find that out, they'll believe Snowman. "'They'll believe that I paid him to kill my uncle. "'Why wouldn't they believe it?' "'She turned away from him. "'Oh, it was so stupid!' How could I have been so stupid? You wrote him three checks, Ben asked, trying hard to get the whole story straight. Yes, but only one to his name. One was made out to cash. The rest I withdrew in cash from my trust fund. You only made out one check to his name. Yeah, why? And he cashed it. No, Heather said, sighing miserably. That's the one he keeps as his insurance policy. That's the one he keeps with him all the time in his shirt pocket. Ben got up and started pacing back and forth in front of her. He took a deep breath. So, if we got back that check, yeah? Heather waited for him to finish his thought, her eyes trailing him back and forth across the gray living room rug. If we got back that check, there wouldn't be any proof that you had paid him. Well, not really, Heather replied, trying to figure out where Ben's mind was leading him. There'd be the cancelled check made out the cash, of course. But he could have stalled on that, right? I guess. That one check is the only thing tying you to him. So we've got our answer, Ben said stopping in front of the living room window, looking up to the room above the garage. You mean we go up there and steal the check from his shirt pocket? Good idea, Ben said, still staring up to the garage. Wish I'd thought of it.